Hello and welcome to The Pulse, MVPC's podcast to encourage and equip you for your journey of faith and to keep you in the loop on what's going on around the church. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 57 of The Pulse. Today is kind of a special episode, if you will, because the tables are being turned. I'm sitting down with Pastor Pete today, and he is going to be asking me questions. So, Pastor Pete, are you ready for this? I'm, I'm not ready. sure I am. <laughs> I like asking the questions, not being asked the questions, but this will be this will be a lot of fun. You like throwing some hardball questions. I'm going right. to start. This is a softball start question. Lob them up there. I want to go back in the time machine with you, David. Okay. Let's go back in that time machine. You hear us, we're rolling back. What happened on April 21st of this year? What was going through your mind? Where were you? And what led up to that date? Yeah, that's so important. We were on our staff and session, our elders retreat. We were up at the Kemp's cabin. And a big part of that was looking at this discipleship plan that we've been working on for some time. Um, it's something that has been um, kind of a passion of mine as I've been here over the last seven and a half years, something that I've really... Um, felt a desire to help us move forward is is in the area of discipleship. More than just small groups, more than just Sunday morning worship, but how do we help people take their next step in their spiritual journey? And so on the 21st, we were at the Kemp's cabin, and, and as a staff and elders, we collectively talked about what this might look like, what it might look like to be uh, perhaps more intentional in the ways that we go about helping people walk through their spiritual journey, helping them identify areas where perhaps God is challenging them to grow and helping them figure out what their next step is in that process. Um, this isn't something new. This is something that has kind of been in the works for quite some time. Yeah, what was the uh, the blueprint that you were going yeah. off of that we were sort of organizing our retreat around? Right, yeah, the, the blueprint is something that over the last uh, probably six months or so, um, I had kind of been working to develop. I sat down with our, our children's ministry team, our youth ministry team, to figure out what it would look like for us to comprehensively, holistically, really intergenerationally address the issue of discipleship. Um, I sat down with Pastor David a couple years ago and said, hey, I'd love to step in and do a little bit more in this area. And so I kind of been thinking about it, been doing some studying and some reading. Uh, but we sat down kind of as a team to look at what it means to disciple someone really from birth all the way to the end of life. And so I prepared a document that shared with um, session and staff, and we walked through um, kind of what that might look like as we move forward here in the fall. I was very impressed by the report that you present because it was more than you coming up with some ideas, you pull a few books off a shelf. You, unfortunately, I've seen that mm-hmm. far too often. It ends up ending up in a filing cabinet or in the trash can. Yeah. This was an organic, this was a, a holistic review of what was happening in our church and really goes back to that mission study that started Several years ago. Several years ago yeah. in, the, in the process. Right. And leading up to that study, that's the first document that I received mm-hmm. about a year ago, about this time, I received yep. uh, by email to read about the survey that went into that and the insight that went yeah. into that. Let's talk about um, the purpose and vision and mission of the church. Absolutely. So I think that's the, the foundation that leads up to what's coming next with discipleship. Absolutely. That document, the mission study, is something that, um, as it was being compiled, we wanted to take a look at our current purpose statement and figure out a way to um, make it more accessible in some ways. It's kind of a long statement. We wanted to uh, communicate it in language that helped us kind of filter what it is that we're doing to make sure that the things we are doing are truly in, in keeping with 
where we believe God is calling us to to move forward. And so again, sat down as a core staff and and kind of wrestled with the language around that. How could we break that down into language that was maybe more specific, that still spoke to the ideas that were communicated in, in kind of the existing statement, but do it in such a way that um, we were able to make it a little bit more memorable mm-hmm. um, and a little bit more simplistic, maybe not, not to dilute it, but to make it um, easier to use. And so that's really, really the, the initial purpose of that. And that's helped to inform, inform the discipleship proposal and plan moving forward. Yeah, I saw this framework mm-hmm. that, that frames a vision. If there's a picture of the future, where we want to go, that frame, just like a picture frame, has four sides. Yep. <clears throat> One of them is the measurables, how are we doing? But our purpose, why are we here? Our vision, how will we achieve our purpose? Yeah. And then our mission what do we do to achieve our purpose? Yeah. And I, I love the picture frame or, or kind of window frame idea because a lot of this is to provide clarity. We want to clarify the mission that we are on and felt like some new language would help us do that. So what is the mission yeah. of MBVPC? Yeah. So to simplify this, it really comes down to three really succinct phrases. More God, more love, more life. It's the idea of knowing God more deeply, loving others more completely, and living life more fully. More God, more love, more life. Yeah. Can you remember that? You can remember that. I can. <laughs> and, and I hope that other people can remember that as well. And, and why is that important to be able to, to remember it so easily? Yeah. You know, I think it's one of those things, if we're not clear on what our mission is, it's really easy to get sidetracked with other things. There are a lot of really good things that we could be doing, but those good things are not necessarily the things that God is calling us to do. And so clarifying language around who we believe God has called us to be, the mission that he has called us to be a part of, it helps us to um, really evaluate the things that we're doing, to make sure that, that the ministries, the, the programs, um, the service opportunities are all in keeping with that, and to make right. sure that the congregation as a whole understands that and knows that. So everything is informed by the mission. Absolutely. When we think about what the elders' responsibilities are, what are they doing, what does it have to do with, with more God and connecting and growing yeah. in faith? When we think about deacons, they'll think about the, the concept of more love, loving those around us. Absolutely. And, and more life. All these things, we're, we're having this incredible event, this community-wide event mm-hmm. happening, that front door yeah. kind of experience. So we're seeing this as more than just something that's on a letterhead or on a T-shirt. It informs everything that we do. Absolutely. It's simple enough that our kids can remember it, but deep enough and rich enough that we can go, we can go to God's Word and see yeah. where this comes from. So let, let's talk a little, let's little bit it. about that. <clears throat> to help all people know God more deeply. Mm-hmm. What comes to mind when you when you think of uh, of knowing God more deeply? That that's something we want more of in our life. Yeah, you know, it's one of those things, and we've talked about this on the podcast before. It's not just head knowledge, but there is something mm-hmm. to be said for understanding more about who God is. To to know the characteristics and the qualities of God. To understand His purpose and plan for His creation. Um, we want people to grow in their their depth and, and understanding of Scripture. We want people to spend time in the Word, and that's something that doesn't just kind of naturally happen. Oftentimes, we have to invest time and effort and energy into that. It's a process, and so we want to encourage people in that process. Yeah. My my mind runs to uh, Deuteronomy six. You Absolutely. put it in the Shema. Yep. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, soul all of your might. Yeah. I think of um, Westminster Shore Catechism mm-hmm. was the chief end of man to glorify God and yeah. to enjoy him forever. Enjoying 
him forever is way beyond head knowledge. It is. So, so knowing him, 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 him more. What about loving others more completely? Yeah, that, I mean, this really is kind of the, the expression, hopefully, of a deeper understanding of, of who God is. Um, you know, the greatest commandment to, to love God and to love others. We want kind of this deeper love and understanding of who God is to flow out of us into a deeper, more complete love for the people around us. Mm. Recognizing that people are coming from different places, with different experience, with different perspectives. But at the same time, we are called to love one another Mm. and so we want to be very intentional about that even if there are people that we disagree with or people that hold different perspectives or ideologies than we do we believe that god has called us to love one another and so we hope that the love of christ can kind of flow out of us that we can love others more completely no matter where they're coming from um you know when we see somebody out in the community or they walk through the doors on sunday morning we're intentional about demonstrating god's love to them isn't that a wonderful thing when you when you have the opportunity to break down walls, yeah. because there's so many things that divide us, or at least in the culture at large, the, the conversation is when you meet Absolutely. someone in, in the store or on the street, there isn't that divide. But when you talk about things that make mm-hmm. you who you are and our identity in Christ, there are walls that can be yeah. built. So to knock those down and, and to lower those so we want people to come in and... and and be welcomed and, and loved in the community. Yeah. And we're going out, which I love that too. So that's that completeness. Absolutely. Okay, so what about life? Yeah, life. This is this is maybe for me one of the, maybe it's a little bit more abstract in some ways, but it's maybe one of the things that I love the most about this language because it points to the fact that God wants us to live this abundant life. He wants us to, have to find, as we've been talking about in our sermon series, he wants us to live in joy. Mm-hmm. He wants us to um, experience all that he has for us. And so, you know, John 10, 10, the thief comes only mm. to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. We're talking about the fullness of life. Um, we're talking about, um, you know, in Galatians, talking about the fruit of the spirit, you know, the manifestation of, of the goodness and all that God provides to us, wanting that to flow out of us and people that we do life with to experience that. Um, when we think about the abundant life and we think about a concept of that holistic uh, shalom, it, it touches every yeah. aspect of life. And also it, <clears throat> it helps us understand, kind of going full circle, that this, this walk that we're on it does impact everything that Absolutely. we do and say. It does. All the, all the things that we do and say. And I said on Sunday, what matters most is what we do for God. Mm-hmm. But we're not limiting it to what happens on Sunday, one little part of my life, and the rest of my life is devoid mm-hmm. of, of faith. It, he's in all and part of all of what, yeah. we, of what we do. I want to share with you the Passion Translation of that, of that passage. <laughs> it says, this is John 10.10, 10, the Passion Translation. And I've just discovered this. A thief only has only one thing in mind. He wants to steal, slaughter, and destroy. But I have come to give you everything in abundance, hmm. more than you expect, life in its full fullness until you overflow. I love that. Beyond yeah. what you expect, overflowing. We have so much. Yeah. And this we re- have so much, and yet... Absolutely. And this really comes back to you know the creation account and what god intended for us from the very beginning you know he puts adam and eve in the garden to experience the the abundance of all of this and then we go and we mess it up and we're kind of kicked out and we have this separation this divide and so as as best we can here now you know in in our lives here on earth you know as much of that you know uh, we, we want to experience that we want to help other people experience that more god more love more life yeah what's coming up 
what you're working on is this plan for for discipleship and next. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to tease any more we than can, you have. That's a lot there. Now, you want to put out a little bit more? We can tease it. So we're going to be creating an intentional kind of permanent environment in the foyer called next. It's something that on Sunday mornings when you get done with service, um, you know, you're kind of, you've been wrestling with uh, maybe what God's doing in your life, maybe areas where you're feeling like he wants you to grow. We want to encourage people to stop by next. It's going to be a staffed environment by staff, but also volunteers who can help you figure out what is the next area of, of spiritual growth in my life. And we've kind of identified six key areas of discipleship focus. And so we're going to have trained people there who can help you figure out uh, what the next step is, whether it's a class, whether it's an opportunity to serve, whether it's a resource for you to go through and study on your own. Biblical knowledge, prayer and Sabbath, serving and stewardship, leading and discipleship, worship and fellowship. But I love about that already. That's a lot there. But the way you've been talking about is a way that is understandable, accessible, And relevant is, is the most important. Yeah. People need some practical, relevant, how do I apply this to my life? Yeah. And we recognize that discipleship is messy. We recognize that discipleship is relational. And so we want this to be a process where we're okay with it being a little messy to get down on an individual level, to connect with people on a personal level, and to help them grow in their relationship with Christ. Um, it's different than just saying, hey, we want you to plug into this class or this program. Mm. We're recognizing that this might mean some of our classes don't have as many people in them, but we're hoping that those classes have the right people in Mm. them. Mm. And when we Mm. offer another service opportunity, maybe not everybody's serving there, but the right people who need to be serving there are serving there. because you're coming from with your, you're coming into this journey with your own spiritual knowledge and experience and, and maturity, and somebody else is coming from a different place. And so, what you need is different than what Joe Smith needs, and you know what Susan needs. We all are coming from different places, and we want to help people personally grow in their relationship with Christ. I love everything I'm hearing. Of course, I was coming uh, to our new church thinking, mm-hmm. okay, <clears throat> let's engage and figure out where we're headed. Mm-hmm. Many of these things have been in the works for a long time, just yeah. sort of on hold. Yeah, We have here that the path forward was set over a year ago. The number one priority key area, develop and implement a comprehensive strategy to reach new people. Mm-hmm. And maybe you'll have Pastor Mark on in the Absolutely. coming weeks to talk about yep. our Jerusalem reaching uh, the community in the area, You know, the, the New Life Preschool, Cedar River, uh, Shadow Lake. But then the second piece of that, incorporate them into the life of the church. So. Yeah. I'm really thankful for you. Thankful we get to serve Likewise. together. Likewise, I'm I'm thankful for you because this is, as you said, this is stuff that's been in in the works. It's a for romance, a while. people. It's 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 a budding romance. <laughs> budding romance. <laughs> but I appreciate your your support of this, you know. And and just so everybody listening knows, this isn't you coming in trying to change things. This is stuff that, as a church, as a staff, as session, we've been kind of wrestling with for some time. Um, and so it's exciting that. That this is something that excites you and, and that we're able to move forward in this. Um, I think there's a lot of good things in store for us in the in the days and months and years to come. So Amen. Thanks for interviewing me, Oprah. I appreciate it. It's fantastic. <laughs> for all of you listening to The Pulse this week, we hope that this has been informi- informative for you and uh, that you're excited about where we're going because we're going to some great places and God's leading the way. So we hope that you have a wonderful week and that you'll listen to us again next week for episode 58 of The Pulse. Have a great day. Bye-bye.